Welcome to the What's Awesome Podcast for all your anime needs. We do lists, guides, reviews, and anime-related topics. From time to time, we'll even bring on a guest or two. Kick up your feet and relax. And here's your host, Batman Live 2002. Koikazi. So beautiful, yet so very dangerous. Thank you for listening to the Was Awesome Podcast. Let's have some fun. Yo, it's Batman Live 2002, and I'm back with another anime review. And today I will be reviewing Koi Kazi, aka Love Wind. And yes, man, this anime is gonna have you twisted up. There are two ways to look at it, but anyway, we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into that when we get to the review. Anyway, Koi Kazi has 13 episodes, and it aired on April 2nd, 2004 to June 18th, 2004. And guess what? It premiered in my favorite time of year, the spring of 2004. Obviously, actually, I enjoy summer, but I like rolling my springs. Anyway... Uh, the, uh, the studio that brought us this anime is ACGT. Wow, I have never heard of that studio before. Holy crap, let me look at this real quick. What other anime is ACGT, uh, uh brought to us? What, what, what other anime have they animated? And then the Lysacers are Genian Entertainment USA. Let's look at what ACGT, uh, brings to the table Obviously, computer. Oh, wow. Freezing. Okay, I've seen that one. What else? I'm just trying. There's a lot of titles here, but I'm just trying to see what I've seen. Initial D. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I've heard much about it. Uh, what else they got? What else they got? A lot of freezing stuff. Um, hmm. All right. Anyway, I'm just... I always get curious. Anytime I run into a studio that I just... I'm not familiar with. I like to look up some of the other anime they've created and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Anyway, so let's get into this very controversial uh, synopsis here. Well, the synopsis in itself, well, really the whole freaking anime is controversial. But anyway, so basically, um, Koikazi revolves, revolves around this guy. His name is Saki uh, or Seiki, I don't know how to say his first name. Anyway, his last name is Koshiro, or his first name is Koshiro, whatever. We can call him Koshiro. So Koshiro is your run-of-the-mill wedding planner. He's 28 years old, and I just recently did an anime or soundtrack breakdown of this anime, and I, I think I kept saying he was 27. He's either 27 or 28, pretty sure he's 28, whatever. He's old. He's late 20s, okay? He's not old, but he is late 20s, okay? So, 
this man, he he just goes to work and he's kind of just drifting through life. And he really has no, like, goals or anything. He's just like, I'm just a winning planner. I go to work. I'm a zombie type thing. And then he his his whole love life just sucks, okay? And, like, he has this very lackluster attitude. Like, he looks through everything with this gray lens over his face. Like, uh, I, I, I just can't find any joy in anything. You know, it's like... It's just very difficult for him to express any sort of emotion towards anything or any sort of interest towards anything. And, um, yeah, so so this is this is him. This is the guy. He kind of just drains all the energy from any room he walks into. It's like, oh, here comes Koshiro. We were just having a great conversation. Here comes Mr. Stormcloud over here to suck out all the energy. Anyway... <clears throat> so this guy, Coach Rowe, 28 years old, for some reason still living with his divorced father. And, you know, back when the father and mother were back together or still together, um, the father, uh, he, they all lived hap happily ever after. When they got divorced, the father's like, okay, I'm taking Coach Rowe, little storm cloud over here, uh, since my life is crap anyway, since it's all divorce and, and you're taking my money and crap. You get the little sunshine over there, which is our daughter. So anyway, so Koshiro and his dad have been living together for for over well over a decade. Decades. He's 28, so it's been a while now. Over a decade. And he hasn't seen his mother and his little sister in many years. It's, it's been a minute since Koshiro decided to take his storm cloudy butt down there to go see his the women in his family. But anyway, so this all changes one day when Koshiro is like out and about, you know, bringing his storm clouds uh, every which way. And he meets a high school girl and uh, he is automatically attracted to her. Well, he kind of he, he becomes attracted to her, kind of like love at first sight type of thing. And um, you really start to realize that. Koshiro's into the younger girls, and yeah, we'll, we'll really get into that anyway. Uh, so it turns out, you know, he has this chance encounter with this girl, and then he goes home, and this girl, oh no, he doesn't go home. The dad shows up to, like, they go to the theme park or whatever, and the dad shows up, it's like, oh, Koshiro, yeah, hey, man, hey, oh, I see you've been getting along with your sister, and he's like, Koshiro's like, ah, crap. This girl that I've been like, uh, he wasn't hitting on her, but this girl I've been spending time with all day, you mean to tell me this is my little sister? You know, he hasn't seen her in a long time, so it, it's it's clear he didn't recognize her, and obviously the whole time, but it, anyway, uh, so it's his little sister, and now she has decided to come, and I think she was going to go to school uh, out there, and she wants to live closer to the school. So she's like, I'm going to live with daddy and older brother. And now Koshiro, Mr. Stormclouds, is starting to, he's getting all these conflicted feelings. Because now he has to balance his work life, wedding planner man, with his growing feelings for his little sister. And I will tell you that uh, if you are creeped out by the synopsis, uh, well, you very well should be. Because this is a story of, um, 
how do I put this? Pedophilia all day and every day. But, but, this story has a lot. To, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to the story. If you look past some of the um, more obvious <laughs> uh, things about this anime that would turn most people off, uh, you you would be pleasantly surprised by the story. Anyway, that is the synopsis. Let's get into the review, baby. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> let me let me get started by saying that Koikazi is one of those very unassuming anime that you think is very harmless. You don't know where the story is going. It essentially, even before, let's say even before the fact that Koshiro meets up with his little sister, um, you don't know where the story is going. You think it's going to be a harmless love story. Uh, he's going to go maybe eventually find a woman, try to, you know, get out of this little storm cloud phase he's going through. Uh, and then, you know, but he still has to learn to live with this new high school age, you know, little sister. And now his life is a little bit more exciting now that his sister's in his life. But all of a sudden, this mug pulls a 360 no scope on your behind and suddenly... All of your expectations are subverted out of nowhere, okay? Nowhere! It just some of the things that happen at the times they happen are just extremely confounding and shocking. Shocking is really the word um, that comes to mind when I describe this anime. But at the same time, man... There's a lot of good stuff that goes on with Koi Kazi. I'll just say that. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of there's a lot of shocking. <laughs> but anyway, so when this anime first started, loved it, okay? Had a very pleasant art style, beautiful soundtrack. Obviously, I did the soundtrack breakdown. If you haven't listened to it, well, finish this review, I guess, and then go back. It's only one episode back, and it has a very pleasant soundtrack, and I'm a soundtrack man, so um, I, I enjoyed it immensely and it sets the stage the production value of this anime sets the stage for a very laid-back story of possibly drama romance all that good stuff and it looks like something that you really just kick back and enjoy 13 episodes bite-sized anime you know uh that you'll just be able to just kind of breeze through it watch two episodes here and there and finish it within one to two weeks that's how it typically goes with animes like this so, anyway, so we first begin, we focus in on Drabo Koshiro and his relationship with his cute little high school age sister. And so, obviously, in the beginning, you know, he's like, hmm, maybe, I, I, maybe I, I'm attracted, maybe, to this, to this little girl, or to this, you know, girl I just met. And then he comes to realize it's his sister, and the relationship changes from that point. And it's like... Um, now that she's living with him, the relationship is very, extremely cute. It's like a little uh, sibling, lovey-dovey kind of thing where they're just trying to learn to live with one another. And Koshiro's like, well, I have, I've never really had to live with a high school girl before. And it's nothing perverted at this point or anything like that. He's just, it's just kind of cute how he's trying to figure out how to navigate living with a teenager, you know, a teenage girl. He, he's never had that experience. 
and uh, and and she has to learn to to live with an older brother, and obviously her father, who's just a background character, so he's just kind of there to you know hold the family together or whatever. But anyway, so it's just it's very cute, and they're learning to just love and accept each other and all that. And then, like, it, it really gets, like, the, the thing that's extremely, like, uh, that really makes it more lovey-dovey, uh, sibling-wise, um, is when she, like, very tentatively begins to call her older brother, oh, Nichon, hello, oh, Nichon. It, it, it's kind of weird because she's never called him that before, and, um, well, in many years, anyway, and it's just, it, it's... Now he has his little girl calling him older brother, like Onichan. Like this is like, oh, oh, okay, this is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, but but this, I can get used to this. And then, so it kind of sets a stage that, hey, like we're just going to, you know, get the story of them trying to really just gel together. And then, uh, he loses his little storm clouds of unhappiness and dreariness and all that, being melancholy all the time, like freaking Eeyore. From Winnie the Pooh, but anyway, um, but that's when things get start to get a little weird and a little bit psychological. So, you know, Koshiro, he after they move past the little lovey-dovey, you know, sibling phase, Koshiro begins to experience once again these feelings of growing attraction uh, for her. And the thing is, this man is twenty years old. So not only do you have a taboo of this being an incest anime, if you want to know how I feel about incest anime, there's another podcast that you need to go and find. <laughs> that sounds so aggressive saying that. Anyway, um, so not only do you have the double taboo of the fact, or the taboo that it's uh, it's an incest anime, so they're related by blood. It is not pseudo-incest. This is an actual incest. This is full-on, full-blooded little sister. But you also have the taboo of the fact that he's 28, she's 15. Okay, so, you know, it's, um, hmm. anyway, so, his, he doesn't know how to handle these feelings. Like, obviously, he knows it's wrong. He's like, I can't act on these feelings. Not only she's my sister, but she's also, like, she's underage. Now, let's keep in mind that... I just did a uh, review on, uh, or I'm writing, currently writing the review for an anime called After the Rain, which is really good, and it's a story about a 17-year-old, <clears throat> excuse me, who was attracted to a 45-year-old man, and uh, there was a lot of people who, there were two camps for that uh, for that anime, the people who fall into two camps, the people who just enjoy it for the story, and the people's like, oh, there's pedophilia, oh no, but then it's, I had to do some research. I'm like, is it really pedophilia at 17 and 45? I know there's a huge age disparity, and I know she's not 18, but let's keep in mind that she's in an entirely different country. So I looked up some laws. I could be wrong, okay? This could be wrong. (laughs) Uh, This could be something old I looked up, but it seems that the age of consent for sexual relations between a man and a woman, I guess, uh, it's uh, the youngest is 13 years old, which is mind-boggling in Japan. Now I could be wrong. Please go Google that mug. I could be a hundred percent wrong, as in like this could be old information. This obviously was the case 
at some point. But I felt like this was very accurate because I think it said like 2018 on it. But anyway, age of consent and I believe you had to get like parental consent and all that other crap. And there's probably some special circumstances and all that, but whatever. So the age of consent uh, in Japan uh, from this research I've done is 13 with like parental consent between, you know, a, a man and a girl. And there's probably more nuance to that law. So please go look that mug up. So anyway, so when I wrote this review the first time, I didn't really know that. Um, so in my, you know, I'm American. So for me, uh, the age of consent is 18. And I'm like, this is straight up pedophilia, man. Like she's, she's like 15 years old. Like what, what, what the fruit, man? But he, see, the thing is you can't completely condemn the man just yet because he has these feelings, but he's not acting on them. So he's like, ah, oh, like this sucks. You know, like I, I don't want to be attracted to this little girl, but I don't know what to do. So, so he starts to really just, he takes it out on her. He doesn't know how to handle it. So he, he starts to take it out on her and this really happens. It, things really just start getting really weird and disturbing when one day, like, he he doesn't know how to, you know, he has this growing attraction towards her. And he takes her bra, and suddenly he masturbates to it. I'm like, holy crap, okay, you took it to a whole different level, okay? There was one thing, when you have the attraction, that you're trying to just figure out your feelings. And, of course, you don't act on these things, because clearly this is wrong. But now he actually took her bra, he, he like, she was doing laundry or something. And he's like, oh, it's so warm. And he sniffs it. And he masturbates to it. And that was a big what the crap moment, man. I sat there with my jaw open. I'm like, whoa. Koikazi, man. <laughs> that that was... You, you, you have some... Uh, you have a dark side to you, I see. What the crap, man. Anyway. So... And now he takes it out on his sister. Now he's crossed that line where he's turned into sexual lust. It's now no longer just feelings. Now he's sexually lusting after her to the point where he has masturbated while holding and sniffing uh, her bra. And it was, it was, man, I don't know what to say. It, it, it was, it was very disturbing uh, <laughs> uh, for sure. And, and the thing is, he doesn't know how to handle it. So he just starts treating her like crap. And this is where the anime gets really hard for me to watch. Like, I, I normally don't get too emotionally connected to anime. I just watch it. And, like, you know, emotional anime is emotional anime. There will be times when you're going to cry. Like, that was beautiful. <laughs> but, but and then other times when you're mad because they're the douchebag character. Like, watch Peach Girl. You know exactly if you want want to feel some angry emotions, go watch you some Peach Girl Boy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, but he starts to treat her like complete and other garbage. Because he can't process his feelings for her. And he's so disgusted with himself that he externalizes his internal feelings and pushes it on her as if she's the reason uh, like she's forcing him to feel this way and obviously she isn't but it's it's really jacked up and it becomes really hard to watch because he just starts pushing her away treating her like crap snapping at her and stuff and then you just start to really hate Kosuru's character I'm like I, I can't like 
you know, I, I thought you were going to develop this really lovey-dovey uh, sibling relationship. You know, a very cute relationship with your little sister, connect with her and all that kind of stuff. And, and now you're just, not only did you take it to the point where you've like masturbated, you know, thinking of her and holding her clothing and taking it to that level. But now you, you've really, he even started like, like it was abusive. Like he was abusing her verbally and stuff. He would make her feel like garbage. And like the anime suddenly becomes extremely hard to watch. And um, it's going to sound. Um, hmm. This is going to sound. Um, I don't know if hypocritical is the, the right word. But anyway. So it becomes hard to watch. But at the same time this is the reason why. Koikazi is so good. I don't know if hypocritical is the right word I was looking for. Sometimes I have words that I'm reaching for and I just can't uh, think of it. But anyway, uh, that all of this, all the the way he starts treating her and the transition of, you know, this really lovey-dovey story into this psychological, abusive, just messed up, you know, story, plot line, uh, is the reason why this anime is actually so good and enrapturing and stuff. Because if, it, if a story is able to to elicit uh, such a strong uh, emotional response from the viewer, which is me in this case. And it's and the thing is, I say it's hard to watch, but at the same time, I couldn't stop watching because I wanted to see where the story was going. And if a story is able to, uh, uh, to pull out such a powerful uh, uh, emotional response from the viewer, then holy crap, man. That's some darn good writing. And this comes from a guy who writes for a living. You know, this is all I do all day, every day. I write for clients and stuff. I write my own stuff. I have my own published um, uh, series on Amazon that you will never read ever. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, not for kids. Anyway, um, what was I? Yeah, it, it really it really has some excellent writing, man. And it, this is a really good and enrapturing story. It really pulls you into the character's excellent character development over time because you see this progression of this of this relationship just transmogrify into this just dark and just terrible just ugly relationship man and koshiro at the root of it all if you look at it from it doesn't matter what um it doesn't matter what uh, uh culture you're from or whatever koshiro is a is a pedophile plain and simple he he is sexually attracted to a, well, she's what, fifteen, like fourteen or fifteen years old. He's he's a pedophile, and it's not like one of those lollies where you, like you get a free pass because she's ten thousand friggin' years old, which I still don't think that's a free pass. But anyway, she is really she's a high school girl, and she's it's not like she's seventeen uh, or sixteen even on the precipice of adulthood. She she is still a little girl. Uh, who is, you know, growing into adulthood, and it, yeah, it, uh, it's, 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 so it's, it's hard to, uh, view this story, the story itself is extremely good, like, this, this anime is, is really, really good, but the actual content of the plot, uh, is a little disturbing, and, and, you know, it's like, it, it's a, it's the struggle of a man who, um, he has these, these, well, pedophilic thoughts and he acts on them and he even gets to a point, no spoiler, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but he even takes it further than that by the end of the series to the point where 
the last episode will actually have your mouth hanging open in shock and disgust. <laughs> I will say that right now. You will be so shocked by that ending. You're like, what the crap just happened? But it's still an extremely beautiful anime. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, Koikazi is like one of those masks where, like, one side's in the light, one side's in the dark. And, like, it has this very lighthearted moments and is actually still an extremely engaging and beautiful, just spectacle, well written. Great character development. What, in fact, it is probably better than a lot of other anime out there. But it is extremely, extremely dangerous to watch. In fact, there was a. Uh, I, I looked on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube, and there was a YouTube comment by a guy named Dregatus, <laughs> Dredog, Dregatus, Dregatus. <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> I, I can't even. Anyway. Dragatus says, and this is the quote I used at the beginning of the podcast for my intro, Koikazi, so beautiful yet so dangerous, which is so true. Such a great, just it's just an overall great anime, but man, that storyline, oh, that's that's dangerous. FBI raided your house and they found Koikazi on your hard drive? You're going down, son. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's not graphic or anything, but it is a story of... Um, it, it really has that double... Um, uh, 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 what you got? Taboo going with it. Uh, of the incest on top of the fact that it's, you know, an older man with an underage girl. And that's, quite frankly, a story of them progressing to a point where they can't go back we'll, we'll just put it that way just go watch the anime is actually still highly recommended by a lot of people this is still a good anime it's just highly controversial man and sometimes the most controversial stuff is the best stuff i'll just put it out there anyway i'm gonna give koikazi 8 out of 10 because it for its pure unadulterated unassuming shock value i will tell you man i rate this high because it is still one of the most enrapturing anime that i've seen in a while in a long while but that storyline is just red hot it is dangerous so you know prepare yourself break yourself fool for some of the stuff and maybe i shouldn't be surprised because <laughs> obviously the studio made freezing and freezing is a bunch of bull crap so <laughs> how are you gonna punch and her boobs pop out from the air pressure come on man but but there's no fan service in this so just throwing that out there anyway i recommend this anime to the fans who enjoy the incest genre who are looking for a well-written uh and very uh, unassuming anime it's it's the format of it is misleading you don't think it's going to be one thing and it completely turns you flips you on you act on your axis and, and suddenly you're like whoa this anime is not what i thought it was anyway this is batman live 2002 hope you enjoyed this anime review um got more coming for you guys you know i feel like i haven't done an anime review in a while it is called what saw some anime reviews so there should be more anime reviews anyway guys i need you to do me one quick favor just one stay with some people Stay with Sasa. Follow us awesome on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Until next time.
じゃあねー。